back to another episode. We got everyone's favorite guest. Apparently, I'm not good enough for you guys. Welcome, Megan, back. <laughs> How are you, Megan? Oh, I'm great. Good, yep. good. Doing good. So what we're going to do in this one is um, Megan's going to give you guys a breakdown of my human design and tell you guys about me and me about me, essentially. Uh, perfect, perfect thing to do for a Leo, right? Tell me about me. <laughs> and yeah, let's get going. Um, do you want to give a brief introduction about human design and and your experience with it and whatnot? Well, human design, um, there's this one woman I follow and I really like her explanation of it because the one thing that human design gets compared to a lot is astrology because mm -hmm. we're using your birth information of your birth place, time and date. Um, but she said that how she explained it was astrology is New York city, mm -hmm. but human design is the subway system. So I find astrology. I love it. I use it. Mm -hmm. Um, I find it quite vague. Human design is so personal. Um, and I find it has way more detail as a, in regards to how our energy works. And my favorite part is like how to best make your decisions, what your superpowers are, what your personal gifts and talents are, where you may find that you have challenges. I just found human design way more validating than I found astrology. Yeah. I so I'm, a, I'm a loud and proud Aquarius, but <laughs> um, that didn't really. Oh, wait, you're an Aquarius too? What's your birthday? Uh, January 23rd. I'm like oh, two weeks older than your wifey. Okay. Yeah. yeah. My wife's an Aquarius too, with her little mm -hmm. cute self. And that's why <laughs> we get along so well. <laughs> you guys are just throwing water on people all the time. Anyway, <laughs> what's what's Danny's sign, by the way? Um, He is a Sagittarius. <laughs> oh, okay. I have to remember because I, I, I call him a Vagittarius. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> I said, I love him dearly, but yeah, I'm kind of a dick to him. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. It, it goes both ways. Cause... Yeah, he yeah, he is. And have you ever heard of like the 13th astro astrological sign? How they like shifted the days? Mm -mm. Okay, so I don't remember what it's called, but when we looked it up, that actually explained him more. However, that would bump me to Capricorn and there's nothing about me that's Capricorn. Mm. So I refute that 13th sign. I remember anyway. in, in college, I studied, um, oh goodness, I, wa I wanted to be an astrophysicist, like really, mm. really bad because all the stars, space, all that intrigued me really, really bad. Mm. But when I looked up how much they made, I was like, you know what? That's a lot of debt to make only $30,000 a year. So screw that. I'm out. But they also <laughs> said, um, I had it. My, my, my last, uh, astronomy teacher was, a was a, was a younger female. And she pointed out something very interesting that everything about us is recorded in the stars and that mm -hmm. there is not a single element in the universe that's not inside of us. And that kind of set me off on uh, in a good way, right? Because, mm -hmm. oh, want a cool trauma story? Yeah, always. So we, we, are, we are, tell me you're not an MG, right? Because <laughs> we're so random. <laughs> um, so 
as a kid, well, you know about some of the shit I went through as a kid. As a mm-hmm. kid, I would close my eyes and I, I would swear I would be somewhere else, right? Like I was floating amongst the stars. And I, I would literally close my eyes and feel like I was in a different, different, different place. So one of my coworkers, I used to work with her at Nordstrom's. Um, her name's Chloe. And um, I bumped into her at the gym. And she's because she, she started working out at the same gym that we go to. And she looks at me and we, you know, we catch up and she goes, I don't want to freak you out, but um, I have a message for you. I'm like, and I was just kind of starting to dive into myself a little bit more. I'm like, oh, okay, Chloe, just don't tell me my future because I don't want to know. She's like, oh, no, no, no. Your future is dictated by your choices. And I relaxed a little bit. Mm -hmm. She told me. And again, I'm not into astral projection or anything like that. But she said, you as a child would astral project because it was safer for you. And I was like, that's what that was? Mm-hmm. She's like, yeah, you would literally leave and come back. <laughs> Kids are so in tune and they don't even need to think about it. Like as adults, we overanalyze where we do do that when we daydream. We're like, oh, did, like we don't just overthink it. Right. And we, Mm -hmm. we take apart these spiritual experiences that we have. We take them away from ourselves because we don't have proof, quote unquote. Right. Right. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. But I do like what you said about the, the future thing, because, you know, even if you ever did, and I want to say this to anyone who's gotten a future reading or had seen a psychic and they said something about your future that you don't like, you change that. Like that is one aspect. Let's say you were on that road. Had you continued on that road? Yeah, that could be what the equation would be. But you can make one small choice and go somewhere else. Like we have multiple destinies. Yeah. You know, and if there's and this is a fictional book, but it is so good in explaining this. Like it's so brilliant. And it like fascinated the crap out of me. Uh, Midnight Library. Okay. Read it. You will be done it in a day. Like it is so good but it's just fascinating. And I believe that to be true for us of like, we have different realities. Based no, on I, we, I agree. Yeah. And I, I, the deeper I dive um, into myself and, you know, and you'll, you'll, you'll get into this when you, you uh, break my chart down, like the open, the open heart center. I've always wanted to know who the hell am I? Like, that is the most nagging question I've always had. And I forgot the point I was going to make with this. Mm. <laughs> wow. I just popped up your chart and I'm like, because there's a there's a couple aspects of that question in the chart. And I'm like, oh yeah, you have all of those undefined. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's like such an evil laugh. No, I don't yeah. mind. I don't mind at all. But yeah. When it, it comes to it, that journey, you are definitely um yeah. Yeah, we're trying. All right. I guess we can stop being scatterbrained. Let's hop into okay. it. All right. So okay. go, go ahead. Break me down. Like, am uh, I able to share my screen? Yes, you Let's, are. Do I have the power? You've got share. the power. You're a strong, independent black woman. Except not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so um, here we have your chart. You can see this. Uh, yep. Okay, so I'm going to get into the first thing that everyone dives into and should know about is their type. So there's five different types. I think we talked about this last time. Mm-hmm. There are generators, then there's manifesting generators, which is you, there's projectors, which is me, 
manifestors and reflectors. So there's five different types. And this just means this is how your energy runs. Um, the type you are is defined by this chart that you see here. Um, you, what makes you a manifesting generator is that you have your sacral here defined. So this, if you have this defined, this is your life force energy, um, you will be a generator type. And so that just means that, um, 70% of the world is a generator type, which is why we live in kind of like a nine to five world, because you guys are here to build, you're here to work. Um, and that sounds depressing, but it's not, you're meant to do something that lights you up. Right. Yeah. Um, so this is just means you have consistent energy. You can go, go, go. What makes you a manifesting generator is that your throat is defined and it's attached to a motor center, which yours is to your sacral. Um, so this makes you a generator manifester hybrid. So I'm going to call you an MG. Okay. Because manifesting generator is a mouthful. <laughs> MGs have a sustainable energy. Um, but whereas generators are more like a train where they're methodical and they're just like a slow, steady pace of go, 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 go. Manifesting generators are meant to be nonlinear. So where a generator might go A, B, C, D, you're going to go A, Z, 2, 5, 82, 95, 68, whatever. You're jumping sounds, all over the map. That sounds like me. Yes. But that <laughs> and and. Again, like a lot of the conditioning that comes with an MG is that you get shit on a lot. You yeah. are meant to multitask. You're meant to be multi-passionate. You're meant to find shortcuts. You're meant to jump, 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 jump. And um, maybe I said this last time, but this is one thing that is very dear to my heart because both of my children are MGs. And one thing that I'm going to be keeping an eye out for is that it's recommended that a lot of MG children are... Um, medicated for ADHD Yes. when actually that's just the way their energy runs. They don't have a big attention span. They do jump from one thing to another. That's their superpower. But in our school system, it's not honored. So that's one thing I'm really going to keep an eye out for and make sure that I don't fall into that recommendation, which a lot of, a lot of parents have, unfortunately. Anyway, I agree. I agree. No judgments, no nothing like, um, but yeah, that's just the way your energy runs. So you Funny are Funny story. To... Yeah. My son's a manifesting generator. He's a three five. I'm pretty sure he's a three five, the great experimenter. And we used to think he had ADHD until mm -hmm. you introduced me to this. And and I was we're both kind of dead set against medication anyway. But it just makes mm -hmm. sense because this kid is going like this all day long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> I didn't even say thanks, but thank you. <laughs> I'm going to take it. I'm going to find it. And I'm going to take it. <laughs> yeah. So if you do have an MG kid, one of the things that's really saved my butt is having a variety of different toys. And um, so I have lots of sensory activities and I have different things. So for example, we made colored rice years ago. We still use it. So I got this big bin. I'll pour the colored rice and they get bored of the rice. Okay. We have dried beans, play with the beans. I have cornmeal. Um, sometimes I'll throw water in it because we're in the great white North. If it's snowing outside, I go outside, I bring snow in, I give them colored water, like whatever. So I have like those sensory activities. We have lots, a variety of building stuff, like they get bored easily. So allowing them to kind of go through things is nice. It's just like, okay, when we're done one activity, let's clean that one up. We can move to the next. Yeah. Um, that's so true. A lot of times I find they don't like that though, because I'm, I am interrupting their creative wow. 
slow. Yes. And with MGs, you guys oh. get frustrated. That's where we see this yes. theme here. Can I, inter- I can I interject real quick on the frustration part? This is, is my podcast, Andre. Oh yeah, I for- totally forgot. This is the Megan <laughs> show. <laughs> we should start a comedy podcast. I think we're hilarious, but I'm pretty sure there's some that don't think we are. But who cares about them? <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, what were you gonna say? I'm sorry. It's totally true because I-, I can be cooking and then I'll get a tap on the shoulder, Dad. This and I'm like, I'm cooking. If you don't leave me alone, I'm going to lose my shit. Right. Mm-hmm. Or um, I'm, <laughs> here we go. The battle of MGs. My son, when he was uh, he was uh, I think he's nine. So he had to be about six or seven. And I would always say, son, when I'm busy here, if your arm's not broken, if nothing, nothing's wrong, let me focus. Here comes my little manifesting generator. Dad, and I'm like, is it important? If it is not, please go, because I'm trying not to take your head off. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah. It's 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 true. And he gets so frustrated too if he's playing video games. And I'm like, son, he's like, huh? I'm like, I get it. That's a sacral sound. You're frustrated, but yo, get your butt over here. <laughs> All right, yeah, I'm done. So yeah, honestly, what I really liked about learning about these, it's, it's they're called themes. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're not self-themes is frustration. And in brackets, it's anger. Anger is for the manifester. Uh, frustration is the generator. But that shows you where you're out of alignment, right? And mm-hmm. again, when you have kids, there's only so much you can do. Um, but if there's something in your life that is truly frustrating you, it is showing you where you need to take a step back and audit. So that is your emotional cue of like something is not working and then it's giving you the opportunity to fix it. And there are a lot of things that are are out of our control. And if it's something like, oh, I'm frustrated caring for my ailing father, you Mm -hmm. know, and that's something I had committed to and I'm not willing to give that up for a variety of reasons. Okay, so what can we do to shift the mindset? What can we do to make it easier? Do we need to get a service to help with one task or get another sibling in to help like asking for help? For example, satisfaction is going to show you, so your, your, um, oh, what's it called? Your signature theme mm-hmm. is satisfaction. So that's going to show you whatever's bringing you that sense of satisfaction. And this is a contentment. This is like a grounded type feeling as opposed to an elation. Now you can feel elated, but when you feel that grounded, like deep satisfaction, you know that you are in alignment. This is something that is feeding your soul and something that you are meant to do. Right. I agree. Um, so talking with me, how satisfied do you feel right now? <laughs> I'm actually very calm. Thank you. <laughs> I'm just being shit. I know um, I'm being a shit back. <laughs> <laughs> but those are things that each type has. Yeah. Um, and one thing that can really help with your frustration, especially you said cooking in the kitchen being interrupted. So maybe before you start cooking, you say to your kids, Hey, I'm going to go cook. This is your last chance. Is there anything you need of me before I ask you for 20 minutes of peace and quiet? I'm going to put on a timer for 20 minutes and I'll ask that you don't interrupt me until the timer goes off. So Before I do that, what else do you need anything from me? No. Okay. Timer's on for 20 minutes. Unless it's an emergency, I'm going to ask that you figure it out on your own. That is you informing. Informing is very important for manifesting generators and manifestors because you have this creative flow and you don't want to be interrupted during it. But again, my daughter's a manifester, a five one like me. And 
Oh my, oh my, oh my. <laughs> yeah. It's so. a very powerful energy, the five. So you keep mentioning you're a five one. So why don't I just jump into that next? Oh yeah, let's do it. You being a five one. So this is your profile. So uh, you can have a variety combination of numbers between one and six. So you're a five one, I'm a two four, my husband's a one four, my kids are a six three and wow. a four six. Anyway, so there's a variety of different numbers. The five is incredibly powerful, but it comes with some, um, with, with great power comes great responsibility. So you are here to heal people. You're meant to heal yourself and help people heal. Now, this doesn't mean that you have to be a, a counselor or a coach or whatever. You can heal in your own way. Sometimes just being in your aura can be healing for the people around you. Like it, it doesn't need to be some grand thing. Like you with this podcast, super healing. You, you talk about your journey and you're sharing with other people. You're normalizing a lot of people. That's being a healer. But what happens with the five that can be challenging, this is where um, with your daughter, I if you want to talk about this later or whatever, I'd love to give you some tips because being yeah. five as a child can be challenging because you live in a projection field. What this means is people see in you what needs to be healed in them. But if they're not self-aware, they're going to shit on you because they're going to blame you for why they feel that way when really all you're doing is mirroring to them which is why people either love you or hate you. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. So fives, their journey is to just be okay with the fact that some people aren't going to like them and to just continue their journey to be authentic because the people who are meant for them to heal will find them. And I'll tell you, I, I collect fives. Fives love me. We're like Pokemon that. to you, right? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I... <laughs> Um, but it's such a beautiful energy, but when you're younger and you're a kid, for example, um, it could just make growing up so challenging because relationships and friendships are already so challenged because you are in a relationship with immature people because you're immature when you're younger, right? Like, it's yes, very, very, um, want to hear a so cool story about just, that? Yeah. Yeah. Please. So when well, I got to throw my mom under the bus again, so my mom was dating this guy when we moved to California. And I'm now that I look back at this, th this guy is clear. He clearly had an emotional authority. And my mom went through a lot of stuff when, when we were in Chicago. So she's dating this guy. And, you know, me, I'm seven, eight year old Andre. I'm chilling. I'm playing with my toys, thinking about basketball, you know, stuff. Six, seven. I, was, I think I was seven doing he used to always come into my room and cry your mom is so mean <laughs> and all this stuff and yeah i know like, bud <laughs> like i live with their like newsflash yeah. and, and I, I remember asking him was like aren't you a man shouldn't you go talk to her about this i'm i, I, I remember the sentence i'm eight i don't care all right because i got tired of it and i put that wall up like look dude i'm eight i don't care but people used to when i was even as a kid people would come and 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 just vent their crap to me and it's like dude you're like twice my age go somewhere but you're spot and on with that big piece of the five that's a perfect example because people do see you as the savior as like someone who can fix things and again that's where the universe is going to send you tests because you need to use your discernment mm -hmm. you're going to need to use your authority which i'm going to explain i'm going to backtrack in a minute 
your authority on who is yours to save and who isn't. Because I'm sure there's a lot of people you wasted a lot of time and energy who are just using you for your energy. Energy vampires, right? Mm -hmm. Who come to you to want to fix things, but they don't want to do any of the work themselves. And so, yeah, creating those boundaries of like, okay, you're not doing the work. I will walk alongside you, but I'm not dragging you in the wagon. Like, screw you. Get up and walk. Yeah, correct. Uh, So it's a big, big thing for the five. Um, the one which you have, so that's your unconscious. So the five is conscious to you. The one is not, uh, is unconscious. Um, the one is all about investigating. They need all the information. And this is like, this is like, I need abundance of information in order to feel safe in order to make my next move. Um, so you, in the low vibe of the one, you can get stuck in not knowing enough and, uh, gurus hunting, Right. But with the one in its high vibe, it it researches till satisfied and then it um, shares their knowledge. So you, you're doing that. You're in your process of experimenting and um, kind of doing your trading stuff and in a way bringing healing to that type of community by sharing what you know through a podcast. Mm-hmm by having the community, by being a mentor to people. So that's you living in the high vibe of the one, as opposed to sitting in that little corner that you got there. all like, I don't know enough. Nobody's going to want to listen to me. I remember the transition from, I can, I I literally remember the transition from what you call the low vibe to the high vibe. I used to literally do that. I would be like, I need to know everything. I have to know every, I want to know the secrets of life. And I remember pushing to a point uh, I don't know how to best explain it. I remember pushing to a point of being over having too much information and it almost drove me fucking mad. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I know up- because you're not even trusting your own inner knowing mm-hmm. now you're just, you're, you're filling yourself on, on everybody else's knowledge when you're like, I'm not even like allowing myself to play. What was it that prompted you to shift? I am enough. Oh, Mm-hmm. I had I, I I remember the moment I was sitting down. I was probably on the on the verge of a fucking emotional breakdown, like mm-hmm. probably very very close to it. And yeah, I was because I can feel it right now. I remember just sitting there thinking, like, man, I'm enough. I've done enough. I know enough. I don't need to look at outside of myself for anything or anyone. And that's what broke it. I love that. <laughs> But the people avoid those emotional breakdowns so much. Like they're like, I'll do anything I can to to not feel those feels. But really, like that is where we get our most profound motivation. You know, those low vibe emotions are where we can kind of cocoon a little bit and hermit so that we can come back to ourselves and and take audit because when we're out there and we're happy, we're in the world and we're making those connections, like we're not hearing ourselves. So we need the low as much as we need, the, need those highs. I agree. Random mm-hmm. subject.